welcome to another episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. This week on Top Lines and Tales, we go to France to speak to uh, uh, Frenchman Olivier Rambert, who is commercial manager for Interlim there in uh, Lano, near Limoges. Uh, Olivier, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Le- Olivier, I don't think you're originally from uh, the Limoges area. Are you? Where's home? Where are you from originally? I'm not um, um, from the, the Limoges region. I'm coming from uh, further north, uh, from the Charolais region. And I come from a Charolais uh, pedigree cattle uh, farming livestock, uh, which was taken over by my brother a couple of years ago. So this is my uh, my roots. Okay, so you're a, you're a Charolais man, Charolais cattle man originally. I was, yeah, yeah, three generations of uh, Charolais cattle uh, breeders. That's the the background, and uh, well, I've, I'm I'm pretty close to to farming and to. Uh, breeding cattle at first. I've always been raised in, into that world. And obviously, when the occasion of uh, getting uh, into the, that world through uh, the limousine society, um, I couldn't resist to, to get in. So it was a great opportunity uh, back in 2009. Okay. Okay. That's it, so I moved to Limoges. Okay, yeah. and Limoges, I, I mentioned you're the commercial manager for Interlim, which I think is part of the whole Lano setup there. What what actually happens at Lano? Lano? Just tell our listeners a little bit about uh, you know, the power that Lano has. It's, it's, it's a big outfit, isn't it? Yes, this is it. I'm the manager of a, 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 a team of four, four person, including myself. Uh, that's Interlim is the commercial part of the French Limousine Cattle Society. Um, which is uh, located in Lanau-Boisseuil, that's the name of the village, around uh, 12 kilometers south to Limoges, okay. uh, in limousin uh, in Um What's happening in Paul-de-Lanau? Paul-de-Lanau is the, the birthplace, it's the headquarters of the Limousin Society. Okay. Uh, it is where you can find the office, the office of Herdbook, office of Interim, office of... Um, um, everybody working uh, together to improve the cattle's the, the limited society in France, but also it's the place where you can find uh, the, the control station, national station of, of bulls um, in France. So, and Interlim has also the charge of um, selling these bulls, the best top quality bulls of France. Okay, okay, I understand that, and uh, well, I, I, I believe you, you. For for Interlim, you run a bull testing station there, where you animals come in and, and they t- your tests run against them, and then eventually taken on to the sale. So, uh, would you be in charge of selecting selecting those animals? Uh, we're not in charge of selecting animals. Um, herd book technicians uh, all over France. There, we've got a group of uh, twelve to fourteen colleagues, and these guys are looking at uh, from eighty to one hundred and twenty breeders each one. Okay. And they've got uh, the work to uh, and the task to select the best young bulls at winning. And uh, among all that potential of choice, we're um, entering in Lano Station during four series of bulls, four sets of bulls all year long. Uh, we're entering around um, 700 bulls to sell at the end 500 bulls, around 480 to 500 young bulls. Okay. Uh, aged uh, from... Uh, 
13 to 15 months old. And they've been um, following a, a process of uh, nearly five five months from the, the time they enter Lano Station to the time they're, they're sold in the ring by Intelim. And so Intelim is not uh, selecting the bulls at first, but Intelim is, uh, is, is part of the process to select during all that uh, uh, controls uh, process, okay. uh, along with herd book technicians and French Institute of uh, Elevage of Breeding, um, the best, best bulls, and also at the end to select and to classify them into two big classes, RG, which is which means reproductor jeune, okay. uh, the top 50%. Then we've got, uh, let's say, 40 to 50% of Espoir, and Espoir is the second category. Okay. More dedicated to commercial breeders. The RJ, they get then those are the pedigree bulls that well, you would expect to go to to pedigree breeders, and, and and is that are they selected by the performance that they've done during the, at the station, or or how much of that is done on on data on figures, and how much of that is is, is selection from yourself to to decide whether yes, they're pedigree. Um, there's a part of uh, there's a big part of their performances as such proper performances all all, all over the control. But it, it has also a big uh, part of uh, figures and genomics into that. And we pull that into big computers, and uh, we've got an average score called EMOC, which is from, let's say, 80 to 125. And everything uh, above 103 uh, can uh, apply to get the qualification of RT. Okay. Okay. So uh, then we look at the bulls, uh, make sure that they're very correct on the legs, very good temperament, uh, very good breed characteristics, and uh, and we will uh, we'll get rid of some of them, and um, and the best ones are qualified audio. But it's some it basically it's a it's a mix between performances, scoring, so morphology, uh, but also figures of the parents, uh, and 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 a bit of uh, genomics into that. Okay. Okay. So it's it's global global figure global mark. Yeah. Oh, okay, and and that I mean, the, the world now is using EBVs or EPDs as they are in America. Do your figures fit into that same uh, category, same same system of measuring? Um, we've we've got our proper original figures, which were the first ones in the history of calculation and and improvement through that system. So it's called Iboval. Uh, now we are in, introducing some genomics into. Um, Iboval to have something more complete, I would say, and more uh, accurate. Um, so uh, no, we're, we're work, working along with um, Belgium, not Belgium yet, but in, in, in close future. But with Luxembourg, uh, also some people in Spain are following that system. Uh, of course, we can force people to adapt them, their system to a to a French system, but it was the original system. Okay. So we give a lot, we, we give it a lot of credit. I understand, and and you mentioned you me- you measure for um, temperament for docility, as as the Americans would call it there. And how does that yeah. figure? Do, do you put that figure into your EPD, or is it, or, or to your to your data figures, or is that something you just take on on the side? Because um, it's an important important not, thing. Not, not, not yet. It is it is very important. Um, it is very important, and through that test, it's quite a very simple test. Um, Built up by the, the International Institute of uh, Agronomy Research a couple of years ago. Uh, so basically, we're testing each bull 
once they're entering three weeks after uh, they're getting into Lano, once they settle down, when they get once they get used to a, a new environment, and we we put them into a kind of a, a stressful situation. Uh, there's no windows outside. It's kind of a, a dark ambience. Um, it's not dark, obviously, but uh, uh, we're trying to, to make sure that they would behave well um, with uh, the contact of a human being. So uh, we're giving we're giving them a, a mark from one to four. Uh, marks from one, two, three are acceptable, and the mark four and it's obviously not acceptable. It's the situation where once the the bull calf is going for you, so um, it's quite simple but it's quite efficient. Okay. And we're getting rid of these bulls, and it's around five to seven percent, depending on the year, depending on the moon, okay. depending of uh, a couple of, of uh, situations. Okay. Uh, but it's very important. It's not included into the uh, I would say into the eyeball valve, but we make sure that we get rid of these bulls that they won't get through the system of reproduction. Uh, and as um, obviously docility and temperament is uh, heritable quite strongly, uh, once it's out and fattened and killed, we make sure that um, there won't be any descendant from that. Um, 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 not very docile um, bloodline. Okay, that, that, that's cleared that up because that is it is highly hereditable, as you as you say. And, it is. And, it is. and you say you run your bull sale. You run a two day bull sale four times a year, which is quite a commitment. And uh, who are your buyers there? Do you get a lot of buyers visiting the sale, or are some of this just online buyers? Who are you selling bulls to? Uh, exactly. You 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 know your story quite well. Um, we're we, we're in charge of the auction sales in Lano, well four times four times a year, uh, and it's divided in two days. Uh, so it's a big of a bit of a marathon of uh, of auction. We start on the Wednesday afternoon with the Espoir, the second category, from 50 to 80 bulls, depending of the how big the series. Uh, so at the end of the year, as I said, it's around 500 bulls auctioned. Two ways of buying, of bidding, um, because of the COVID, we had to adapt ourselves. Our system was um, initially and previously only um, here in Lano, traditional bidding. Uh, but we had, uh, because of uh, people not being able to, to move, we had to adapt that uh, on online bidding also. So uh, people can uh, buy them, their, their, their new reproductors, their new bulls, on both ways, at home or in the ring with us, uh, there's no better way. The best way is to um, make sure the bull shoots yourself, ask the commercial people, which we are, ask technicians, come over to see them, uh, phone the, uh, the the breeder to um, get some pictures of the, of the sire of the dam. And once everything is put together, they're free to, 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 to buy and to bid. Uh, but online, it's easy enough. Just click and uh, lift your hand up uh, once you're in the ring. So um, no, no, it's uh, it's quite convenient. Of yeah. course, uh, my colleague and myself are, are standing uh, at the at the tribune to uh, do the uh, auctioning, the bidding, uh, like it's done in, in Carlisle. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's uh, no, it's very interesting. And, and and coming back to that, um, to our buyers, uh, was your your initial uh, um, question? Um, we. We've uh, had very good results last year. Uh, so last year it's it starting in, in um, November, ending in June. So now we've just started the new year. 
But last year we had nearly 100%, no, not nearly, exactly 100% of, um, um, of, of sales. Um, 20 to 25% of the bulls are exported. The rest would stay in France. So the majority stays in France. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's being quite complete. Yep. That that that's brilliant, and, and just to to reiterate, the bulls still belong to the owners. You just have them in the station for the period that you're there, so they can get in touch with the the actual breeder and ask them the questions. And then the breeders, I guess, turn up at the sale as as well. The breeders will be there, uh, and, and a lot of people come to the sale, don't they, for for a for for, for, a, for a day out maybe, but come to get all get together. Yeah, exactly. So the the, the, the owner of the bull. Breeder of the bull will stay the owner until there's the hammer selling that uh, saying that the bull is sold. Uh, so he's paying a pension around 1,000 euro for the whole process of the bull and for 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 the bull to be promoted through that system of of flano, which is quite important. In the whole process of uh, um, uh, improvement scheme uh, in the limousine breed from. Okay. Um, that's the way it is. But of course. Being the owner, he would know his, his bull calf quite well. He would know the bloodline and uh, and and the, the buyers or the people pretending to uh, uh, be interested in, in that in that bull calf of must feel free to phone uh, the, the the owner and phone us to have the most complete information um, to to buy and to reduce the risk of uh, of uh, of making a mistake buying uh, or purchasing the, the the wrong bull calf. Okay, I understand that. And how many? What percentage of limousines, how many limousines are there in France? Let's start. How many limousines are in the herd book there, uh, Oli? Um, there's around uh, 1.1 million breeding cows. We, we would talk into, uh, in terms of breeding cows, mm-hmm. which is uh, the most stable uh, amount of, 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 of limousine. It's the second uh, circular breed in France okay. after Charolais, and Charolais is 1.2 uh, and a half, uh, something like that. So that's Okay. A small, quite a small difference between the two breeds. Okay. Uh, in terms of pedigree cows, uh, I think there's uh, seventy or eighty thousand pedigree cows, and of course we're selecting these young calves in La- in Lano into that uh, pool of uh, pedigree cows. So you're taking, maybe, but they will go afterwards. You're, you know, you're taking one yeah. percent of the cows born, roughly one percent of the cows born to the limousine herd across the country. So that's the one percent. That's the very elite. And all the pedigree, the, the top bulls come to you. Are there other people that decide not to put their bulls through Lano? Do you get the every breeder that's got bulls to sell? Of course, of course. You know, for example, uh, through different auction sales uh, over the autumn in France, and before Lano, there was uh, around eight hundred young bulls. Um, for sale in different auction sales in during the autumn from 1st of September to mid-November in, in France included these uh, 180 bulls in the last uh, auctions in Lano last week. So, of course, there's not only Lano. We're offering the best quality, probably, but like everybody, uh, syndicate of breeders, um, local breeds, private companies are, are free to organize them, their auction sales, it's no problem. Okay. Uh, okay. It, apart from a, a, a private private deal in farms, okay. um, of course. Okay. And, and and you take, I believe, that for the very top ones or the best ones, you take semen from some of those bulls, and then do you do you do you market that? Do you buy that? Or do you take semen on behalf of the of the of the breeder? Um, 
we, we wouldn't or very rarely uh, take semen from some of these bulls. I would like, I would rather them to uh, produce a couple of years in farms. Uh, of course, being RG, for example, or Espoir, is a, is a, a, a value, mm. a warranty uh, on the value of, that, of these bulls. But I'd rather wait and see what they're producing in one, two or three farms, for example, uh, before putting the bull into the, 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 um, the, the AI center to collect some semen and to export some semen or to make it available, uh, which is a, a big part of intelligent activity along uh, also that um, uh, selling uh, li- livestock. Okay. So intelligent is selling livestock in Lano, in farms also, um, for the French market or European market, but also we've got a, a, a big um, semen activity uh, for maternal, um, especially maternal trade, young bulls, okay, or beef, of course, beef young bull. Okay, and do you do you buy that semen? Do you market that semen yourself, or do you market it on behalf of the breeder? Uh, depends. Sometimes we can have our own bulls. Uh, Intelling could have uh, its own bulls, but the, most of the time, uh, these bulls would still belong to um, to the, the farmers themselves, and we make a deal together with them. Um, sharing the cost and, of course, sharing the income, okay. uh, which is quite natural. Okay. Okay. But, but uh, in terms of marketing, um, of um, making the catalogs, promoting that, that's fully the job of Intelin. Okay. Uh, Intelin team. So Intelin very much the marketing arm. Let's just talk. Uh, we're a UK-based, um, although I live in France, we're a UK-based uh, podcast. Just you've been in the UK, I'm sure, in Carlisle uh, many times. Let's just talk a little bit about the. You're still moving cattle into the UK, I know. What, what's the difference between the cattle in, in the, the limousine cattle, maybe in the UK, and those in France? Of course, I'm traveling over to UK myself, my team, uh, say two to three times a year. Uh, could be some vis- customers' visits, promotion of our different catalogs, uh, AI catalogs or, or Lano catalogs. It's good to, to keep that contact. I was also meeting uh, the new CEO of the British Society, uh, Alice Swift, a couple of uh, months ago, uh, and I, I'm sure that she's uh, she's the right person to uh, to handle the, the whole society uh, in, for the next couple of years. Uh, so I was delighted to meet her uh, and her new team. Uh, that's very important for us to keep that uh, that link between uh, uh, French society and French limousine breeding way and the British way. First of all, because we are very strong partners, uh, and also because uh, the British society uh, was created uh, more than 50 years ago, and uh, it's one of the first, really first societies breeding limousine in Europe, and and that's that that means a lot uh, for us in France. Okay. Um, talking about the, the limousine type, I would say that um, um, the limousine type in, in, in UK and Great Britain was pretty more uh, early beef, uh, thicker probably than it was it, it's still in France, much more beef uh, than probably maternal, uh, as we would say in France. Uh, things might be changing in the next couple of, um, of years, probably in the UK, um, going into a more mixed mixed paternal, paying probably more attention to uh, easy calving and milk, and probably um, leaving that double muscle gene. Uh, I don't know, that's something we're, we're talking about with my customers and also with the, 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 the people of, of the society. But uh, the, the market in, in, in the UK would ask, Young animals. So, if you want young animals slaughtered and a young beef, 
you need uh, to have the, the bigger amount of, of muscle uh, and, and in the shortest uh, amount of time. So uh, that's that's uh, that's why it was more uh, early uh, early type of. Uh, uh, and thicker type of of limousine in the UK. Early, matu- early maturing. I understand that. And again, I said I live in France, and you do eat, you do eat a lot, or, or they do eat quite a lot of cow beef. You kill your animals. It'd be nothing to take a cow to six or exactly. seven years old and then eat the cow at that age. It's a different type of beef that you do. So you, 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 you to you, the cow is still a functional, saleable beef animal, even when it's had two or three calves. Exactly, or even more. We would eat much more um, female. Female beef, cow beef, as you're saying, that probably uh, in the UK, and we've got absolutely, absolutely no problem to uh, to eat uh, beef from a cow from 10 to probably let's say uh, 14 or 15 years old, which means um, nearly uh, more than 10 calves behind her. Uh, okay, uh, we're maturing the, the, the beef. Uh, it's three to four to five months um, fattening. Have a, uh, the proper marbling and a very good quality of beef, but it's something we're very uh, uh, we, we, we like we like a lot. And uh, most of the young males, for example, uh, are, are being exported to Spain or Italy at, after winning after eight to nine months to um, to be fattened over there. Uh, so that uh, that young males, let's say sixteen to eighteen months, um, would be much more appreciated in the Mediterranean countries. And in France, probably. Okay. And but I'd say, like any any good beef could be any in, in, in France. It's more a matter of uh, culture or tradition okay. and anything else. And it's the same in the UK, okay. I guess. Okay. And and yeah, the difference in the UK is that when the animals get older, they go into to mince to make uh, burgers and and, and uh, such like. Whereas in France, you still take a steak of of, of an older animal, wouldn't you? Of course. <laughs> of course, uh, steak loin, sirloin, pavet. Uh, uh, you know that yourself. Uh, filet, uh, everything is good from a, from a, a cold cow, of course. And there's a big tradition of promoting these cold cows uh, also through some good, very good auction sales. Uh, we were also doing the um, animation of that that, that sales. Uh, these cows are, 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 are um, purchased by uh, very good restaurants, uh, very good boucherie also. Uh, so that's that we're very big into that in France yeah. uh, also. I understand. And is the... Uh, of course, I'm close to burgers and steaks, um, burgers, of course, also. But we, we, we can make very uh, a good, um, i say, probably uh, very, very good into, into not, the, the nicer species of, of the carcass, of, sure. mainly. Sure. And, and do you, does the limousine brand, is, have you got a trademark on that? I know where I live in France, I'm in the blonde Aquitaine area, so it's all blondes where I am. And as you mentioned, Charolais yeah, in a different yeah. region. Limousines are pretty much stay in your region. But is the limousine brand, the beef brand, is that trademark? Do you have, do you have that as a, as a marketing tool? Yes, there's a, a, an organism which is promoting uh, the, the, the breed, uh, the breed and the, and the beef. It's called Limousin Promotion, and through this we've got label or brand, uh, Blason, uh, which is the most known um, brand of, of limousine, uh, very good quality beef. And for example, you can see, you can come across butchers or restaurants, the big brand on top of it, big sign of uh, Blason Prestige. It means that they're, they're, they're following a, uh, a cahier des charges. I don't know what you call that in English. Roots to um, to buy uh, some very good beef from cows, from herds who are following the, 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 the rules themselves. So it's a, a warranty of, of, of quality. Uh, and that's, that's 
very important for customers. Okay, and, and they probably get paid, the animals that go into that, do they get paid a premium to, to get that, uh, that, that mark? Uh, yes, usually they're getting a premium, yes, of course, of course, yes, yes. And I, it's, it's normal, indeed. And, and is that an exportable product? Product? Do you, do you export? Does France export um, beef or export limousine beef? We're, we're, we're exporting limousine brief, but I said probably this brand, uh, this label, uh, Blason Prestige, is dedicated 100% for the French market. Okay. Uh, but it's, all, it's, it's always very good to promote that uh, in Europe or worldwide, uh, because, like, usually uh, people are very interested to... Uh, to uh, to set up some rules to um, um, to promote their own their own beef. For example, I, I'm quite well uh, exporting livestock in in the Baltic countries, Lithuania, and they're always asking me over the last couple of years, how can we promote our beef, our pure pure beef, uh, to our customers? And and it's always very good for them to listen how we we've, we've created a brand that label uh, to promote. Uh, to our, 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 our customers. Okay, okay. And, and you also, I think, Atlan, know you have a restaurant. We have a leisure park there and various things, not just selling beef, but you have a, you have a restaurant there, well, a 300-seater restaurant, so you must be selling your own beef through, through there as well to get the feedback. Yes, of course. Um, it's all about promotion of, of, of the breed and promotion, about, uh, promotion of uh, farming. I think it's very important here in Lano to be a part promotion and telling young kids for example and that's the, key, the, the, the target young kids how we are farming and what's um, breeding cattle and what's the limousine breed uh, because they're listening to uh, a lot of crap every every day and these kids we it's big part of us it, it, it's it's uh, it's our our job to promote that and tell them what's being farming correctly and uh, so we were sitting in the limousine park which is Mont Glano Station, also as a park of around uh, 30 hectares dedicated to uh, tourists and young kids and schools. Uh, as I said, what's limousine and uh, educating them about uh, farming world. Uh, and beside that, we've got a restaurant uh, in which we're also offering and, and selling some, some very good beef. Okay. And it's called Le Lano Restaurant. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're more welcome to... Uh, come there anytime. I, I thank you. I, I might be tempted to do that. And do you welcome people to come onto the station at any time to look at the bulls? People, uh, are you sort of open just for a phone call and drop in and see the testing station for anybody that wants to buy that maybe doesn't get to the sale? Well, of course, Andy, uh, people are more than welcome to visit the station anytime during the year. Uh, it's better to tell us before. Uh, regarding uh, the young bulls, usually you can feel free to visit the young bulls after the qualification. And the qualification is around, around three weeks before the sale. Okay. So once you've got the dates of the next sales, you can say, tell yourself, okay, three weeks before, okay, I'm free to visit the calves. Just phoning in Chalin, phoning anybody who's speaking English in, in Lano Station. And uh, feel free to visit them. We'll give you catalogs and, uh, and indications to visit them uh, uh, with us, it's it's no problem. Uh, everybody's more than welcome. Thank you, Early. Your, your English is very good, I have to say. And I'm going to mention just another couple of things before we let you go. I know you're busy going for, um, around farms. Uh, what about the black limousines? That's something that's sort of rearing its head in, in uh, the black limousines are coming to the front in uh, in the UK or some of them are. I mean, you have limousines in, in France. You must have black ones. Do do you Why? do you go with those? We don't have black limousines in France. We don't uh, beat black limousines. We're very uh, we're very close to the, the, the uh, eldest standard of the breed, uh, which is uh, red coat and white around the eyes, uh, underneath, slightly underneath the belly. Uh, that's, that's 
very important for us to keep close to the original standards of, um, of, of proper Greek characteristics. Therefore, this is why we don't admit in the herd book some black cream. Uh, so far, I don't think it's going to move in the next couple of years. Uh, that's clearly the volunteer of the uh, last chairman of the breed and of the new one, Olivier Astianas, to keep um, being very close to the uh, um, original standard of the breed in terms of, um, of, of coat and of, 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 uh, of color. Okay. What about the pole the pole gene? Does that does that come along, or does the pole gene only go with along with the black one? Pole gene is, uh, pole gene is, uh, is different to uh, to black uh, to black limb. Uh, it's also a gene from a, a for what we call a foreign gene introduced in the na- end of uh, um, of mid nineties in France. It's coming from the Aberdeen Angus. It was uh, pretty much diluted in blood, uh, but that's important now. To I think. Uh, so they claim more and more limousine with the, the protein aspect uh, regarding the animal welfare. Uh, that's, that's something we're trying to, to work more and more, uh, also through the Lano station, uh, to, um, to supply some very good uh, young bulls, poles, heteropoles or homopoles. Uh, as far as, of course, they, they would um, stick to the breed characteristics and the right color and the right qualities of thickness, of length, of good temperament. Okay. That's the main thing. Okay. And uh, what about the the government? Are they are they behind farmers? I mean, the, is the government looking after farmers? Do you believe they're in France, or, or at the moment are we struggling a bit? Well, I would say that uh, we're always complaining about governments, and uh, we are always complaining about them not to be enough behind the farmers, so they will never, ever be enough supporting the farmers. Uh, so far, I think our our um, farmers are still struggling because conditions of farming us are, are, are not perfect. Um, but beef prices has, has slightly improved over the next couple of months. Um, it's, it's better than it was. It's still not enough. So uh, there's always some protest and. Uh, uh, for, for, for government and ministry to, um, to keep listening to uh, what we need. So, um, well, nothing is perfect. I, I, I suppose uh, it's, the same in the, it's the same in the UK, but uh, I hope that uh, things will be uh, slightly moving in the future or slightly of movement in, uh, and, and improvement in the future. But uh, uh, there's a big voice from the countryside and uh, it's very important for it for them to be to be listened to. It is, it is a big voice. I know the farmers do it in France do stick together a lot more than they do in in the UK. Maybe working through cooperatives and such like. But uh, yeah. the farmers do unite together and they have a strong exactly. a strong voice to the government, don't they? Exactly. Um, they, they, they in France it's very common to um, put your voices together, make one uh, one voice. Uh, I think you're, you're stronger. Could be through syndicate of breeders. Could be through uh, also uh, uh, co-ops, uh, but uh, a union of, of, of farmers. But it, it, it's I think you feel stronger and you're you're more I think you've got a lot, lot more of credit when you've got a, a common voice. And if you go on your own, uh, protesting and and shouting and uh, um, so that's that's the French way. Sometimes <laughs> for the ones for the like people in UK traveling to France. Uh, these uh, strikes and protests are probably too much, but that's the French way, you know. We can't be quiet and uh, 
and 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 stay at home. It's always uh, uh, the good occasion to um, uh, to lift up the, the science and uh, and to set up a fire on tires. But but sometimes you know it's we 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 heard and and listened to uh, because of that. That's, that's the way we've been doing that for the last couple of, of sixty or seventy years. It is very much as you said. I think it's a lesson for all of us to learn how the French do stick together. Certainly the, compared to the UK, and I think uh, you have a strong voice on that. Uh, uh, Ollie, I've really enjoyed having your company on here this morning. That's very interesting to to hear about Lano. I know my my friend Mark Lewis introduced you to him, and he said I must come up and visit Lano one day. So maybe I'll I'll pop along. Yep. You're, you're more than welcome uh, Andy, at any time, and uh, everybody listening to that uh, podcast can, uh, of course, uh, uh, can get in touch with us in Italy, Milano, and they're more than welcome to, uh, to visit the, the park, uh, no problem. Very kind. Very kind of you. Oli, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Okay, you, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And... As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you may be a beef breeder and uh, suckler cows going through into the winter now don't really need a lot of additional nutrition through the first half of the winter, but uh, it's worth considering the mineral pack. So get in touch with Harbro. They recommend the working suckler pack uh, from housing until six weeks pre-calving when uh, when they'd move on to the super suckler SEC minerals. So uh, they're designed to support a good calving, boost colostrum and quality and get those previous calves off to a good start. So uh, ask them about the two-step suckler cow mineral mineral package there at Harborough, your local representative, or go online and and, uh, and find some more information about that at uh, Harborough's uh, website or, or on the social media channels there. So uh, do get in touch with Harborough to see how they can help you with your suckler cow packages. And uh, while you're there online, don't forget to go onto social media and uh, join our Top Lines and Tales Facebook group where you'll find photographs to back up this and previous episodes. And also wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, please click that button to follow Top Lines and Tales because uh, that will then uh, get you notified whenever we put up a new a new podcast online. So uh, please uh, please follow us on uh, on Top Lines and Tales wherever you get yours from. <laughs>